0: Hello, kemi gente. Welcome to the Tres Golfet Podcast
1: with your girl, Belky. Eva. Yokaira. <laughs> and if you didn't recognize that voice, that was our girl, Gabby. Some of you guys may know her. She's one of our favorite mommies and friends. You might know her as Gabby Abigail on IG. And of course, Wifey for Lifey on her YouTube channel, The DLC Family. We're so excited That's to nice. have
2: you here. Oh, my God. You're Thank our you. first guest ever.
1: So we're super excited to be here with you. Um, thanks for coming. Welcome to our disaster of a podcast. Because <laughs> Imahina, we're still in this panorama. Um, pan- this Pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> panini.
2: Panemic,
1: panini. Whole panini got us um, on Zoom. It's been um, one hell of a paranoid but you know we're getting through this Polaroid.
0: <laughs> I love these names. I love these names. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I love what you guys are doing. So, oh, let's thank have
3: fun. Thank you for being here. Like legit.
1: <laughs> for this episode, we wanted to talk about que lo que with being a mom. Y obvio ninguna de las tres todavía llegamos a esa a esa etapa. So, we obviously had to bring you in, Gavi, yes. our expert mommy. So, we just wanted to kind <laughs> of talk about what it's like to be a mom. We've all, although we're not moms, we can identify with the sentiment of becoming a mom and yeah. just that experience. And all of us, even for those listening that aren't moms, we all have a mom. We all know a great mom. Um, and I think this is an important subject for us to highlight. So, Of course, we still had to do, you know, the respectful thing of, you know, part of honoring a mom is allowing moms to talk their truth. So that's why we're super excited to have you, Gabby. Um, I did want to start off with um, a pretty, I guess, deep question. I know. I wanted to ask, Gabby, how do you feel about um, talking about being a mom?
0: (laughs) Um, I feel like, like you said, expert. I feel like that word, um, you're never an expert in anything. You can only just try your best. But it is exciting when people do ask for advice or my opinions of what I've been through, especially as a mom. So it's exciting to talk about it. It's something that I'm really in love with. So
1: it's fun to talk about it. Do you feel pressured to have children? And what has been your feelings toward becoming a mom one day?
3: I, like, I might have to tap out. <laughs> 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 Why she got to go there? Like, that's so cool. From crazy. the serious so, to the fun. I know.
1: But, I know.
3: I like
1: <laughs> the serious stuff too much. Uh,
3: I mean, we're all Dominicans in this, in this call, right? And I think anybody from Latin America can definitely can definitely um, identify with feeling that pressure that comes from being a woman. And I think we, I mean, I personally, my experience have always been um, that I am somewhat being bred to be somebody's wife <laughs> and having to like fight through that. It's like, ah, uh, okay. Like you still want me to go to college and you still want me to get this profession and you still w- want me to work hard and have my money. But you also want me to know how to cook a And if I burn the eggs one more time, I'm going to have it. You know, like it's 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 double work. I mean, I think I've always been that has always been my bringing. Like, yeah, be independent. Yeah, do this. But also um, be somebody's son's wife. You know, <laughs>
2: like I, don't yeah, know I, feel, you're do. I agree. I feel super pressure like. When they ask you, when are you going to have kids? You're already 27. Um, You're getting old. Numero uno. No, I'm not getting old. I'm still 27. Numero dos. Are you the one getting pregnant?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the the one.
2: (laughs) Are you the one, like, you're going to maintain my kids? Are you just going to send me, right? Are you going to send me a check every day, you know, for the food, for the diapers, for the university, for whatever I have to do? It's the expenses for me. Yeah, it's the
1: trying to become rich, but yet <laughs> these bills ain't letting me be, ain't letting me be great.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, I think I I was definitely like mm, Eva, like growing up for me, I, I always heard the 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 saying Tú no pelar ni un plátano," <laughs> and I <laughs> and I don't know if you guys, I took that phrase and I actually ran with that. Like I did not want to pelar a plátano. <laughs> So you don't have and to I have it. and I struggled, let me tell you, because I, in college, <laughs> yes. to I did. I wanted to be like, no, no, no. I que yo no, yo no voy a para plátano, ni me voy a Anti vibes were high for me, but I think that I think that was that pressure that came with it. Yeah. I didn't learn how life. to
1: para la plátano till I had to, and that was when I moved out of my mom's house. And I would FaceTime her every single day. Para no pasar el yo, mommy, how do you do this, that, and the third? And YouTube, yo, I YouTubed everything. Even how to I make little cool. so Don't judge me. Yo, I did not learn how to do that shit until after college. Because, imagine in college, I was just eating the cafeteria food. Ugh. Obviously, before college, I was just eating food from home. Mm-hmm. But when I was on my own, I'm like, okay, so I can't have takeout every day because that's just. You, you know, kid? I wasn't afforded that lifestyle um, <laughs> financially. So let me learn how to pelar un plátano because si you no know, voy a pasar hambre. But Gabby, <laughs> I,
2: I, do you feel pressure to, like, be a mom, have a kid? Like, do you feel pressure at all? Like, you, walk us through your journey. So it's mixed signals, honestly.
0: And I love that you said, I don't understand why people love to ask, when are you going to have kids? So for me, it was when my husband and I moved out as soon as we moved out. It wasn't even a year. People were already asking us, when are you guys having kids? And we were young, you know, and even though things happened at a very young age, it's just crazy how people love to ask that. And I love what you said, Ava. It's like, nobody helps you pay those bills. Nobody buys those diapers other than the baby shower uh, party, of course. But after that, you learn that you are, you have support, but you are on your own. So at the end of the day, you gotta make sure that you have children when you're ready and when you're able, of course, mm-hmm. so that you have that sanity and you're good for yourself yes. and for that child.
3: And I Not think that. Gabriela, for me personally, them like that definitely, like when we talk about pregnancy, when we talk about um these our family's asking us, when are you have, having kids? The able part, being able to have kids, can we literally, I know, like, I think for me, that's probably one of the biggest, um, like, struggles with the whole pregnancy and with the whole idea of, like, you being a mom, you know, um, in, within our culture, you know, I definitely have struggled with miscarriages. Um, And just after that, that's when I really, I really realized what it was like being a mom or even the considered actually fully what that meant. And for me, I think even now I look back and it's like, I'm scared shitless. Before I used to be scared shitless that I was going to get pregnant. Like I was a paranoid kid in high school that will kiss someone, made out with somebody and be like, yo, right <laughs> I think I need a plan B. And I'm
1: like, was, she's like we made out for like 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> Literally, I would be like, yo, I need a plan Wait, B. Did you, just say, you just said, you just said, High school, Yes, uh, high school. My <laughs> parents were strict. High school. I would I would be that kid. I was that kid. I know people look at me and they're like, no, no, no. I was legit scared shitless of getting pregnant. Like, you guys don't understand. Like, the amount of Plan Bs I took or bought before i even had sex, yeah. sex yeah <laughs> so i think it's just i did that i did that so i was very scared of getting pregnant right now i'm scared that i'm never gonna have kids because of what i've been through and all the experiences that I've, I've had you know and it's like i still get the questions before i didn't get questions before i was getting the questions like oh okay, you don't get pregnant. And now in every freaking family gathering, it's like, so you've been married for like three years. What's going on? Like, You become this person that I literally, is fun and games until like I actually come home and I'm having these conversations with Miguel. Like, you know, like we don't want to have kids right now and that's super personal, but I want to have the liberty to go to a cookout and not have to tell people Hey, I'm not trying to have kids right now, but when I do, I'll send a postcard, you know, like I'll, you want me to say it on, what do you want me to use? Instagram or Facebook? Which platform? Yes. You put it on, on Facebook, you
1: know, para Facebook.
2: Oh, I, no, but I think because you just said a lot. So I think we yes, need to like, yeah, I think we need to go by step because that was a lot. And, and I think there's three main things that you said. One that we really need to talk about. One is when you are ready, when you are mentally and you are in a good place to have a kid. I think we should talk about that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like people pressure you. OK, I know I'm 27 and I know I know usually in our culture, you know, we have kids early or, you know, whatever. But maybe I'm not mentally ready to have a kid and that's OK. Mm-hmm. Some people are already at 21. Some people might be ready at 19. Mm -hmm. Other people, it might take them longer. And I think that we need to stop asking that question. We need to stop putting pressure on our young ladies out there to have kids if they're not mentally or financially ready. Yeah.
1: For me, I love that you touched upon that, Eva, um, because this able to have kids is such a good point when we think about it physically, mentally, even emotionally and spiritually. And that, for me where my timeline has changed over time, I've always felt comfortable with the idea of becoming a mom. Um, but I always knew that I wanted it later on in life because there were certain things that I wanted to accomplish before. Um, and I felt supported by that with, with my mom. Um, pero I realized that when I reached a certain age, I think I was 25. The idea of becoming a mom became more real because I set this timeline for myself that really was not realistic because how am I setting a timeline at the age of 19 when I don't know what it's like to be 25? Mm -hmm. And then I became 25 and I was like, I'm not ready. Like, um, so yeah, when I was 25, that's when I decided to kind of reevaluate the pressures that I was putting on myself about becoming a mom. Like sometimes it's not even society. it's sometimes it's the one that you put on yourself. Um, So now I'm more comfortable with being more um, open to the idea of becoming a mom later on in the future, um, but also not allowing that to stop me from doing the things that I want to do or uh, pushing myself to do certain things because I'm trying to meet a timeline or I'm trying to do things Mm. by a certain Mm. age. It's just not it's not realistic.
3: Yeah. Timelines will cripple you. I mean, I think. To sum up my rant from earlier, I think I was, unlike you, Jokaira. I wasn't comfortable with the idea of being a mom. And it took like something very dramatic for me to actually be very comfortable with the idea of being a mom and actually understand what it was, you know? Um, I feel like we, like our our, our upbringing will either make us very comfortable with the idea of being a mom or very scared of the idea of being a mom. Depending on where you fall in that spectrum, then you take different approaches and and you say and you do different things, you know. Um, I look back and I realize that there's definitely a reason why I always wanted to be an aunt, you know. Um, I don't think I think our culture um, foster a lot of pol- polar opposites. There's not like this in between that you can sit and be like, oh, I can be a mom or I can be an aunt and like, vamos a ver. Like, no, it's either you take, you'd be a mom or you don't. Um, so I think looking back and being in my situation now, it's we need to definitely talk about, I think it's important to have this platform so we can talk about this and make it okay for our young ladies coming up um, to talk about this and to be okay with, you know, exploring what it is that they want without these taboos. Because the thing about being a mom in our culture is that it has so many taboos, is that we have been pressured and conditioned. And if we don't know how to pelar un plátano, nosotros no servimos. Like, when the hell, you know, who decided that pelar un plátano equates to you being a a whole human being, a capable? (laughs) Like, and when we start to, like, debunking those taboos, I think that's when we can move forward and, like, allow for more conversations around being a mom. It's definitely
0: important to debunk that taboo because I got my man. at <laughs> I've never learned that. I'm, I'm not planning on learning. I'll do the me. I'll do anything else, <laughs> but I love it. It's crazy. I feel like we as females from an early age, we walk around with a post note in our forehead, like baby maker, like, and that's <laughs> what makes these people ask, like, when are you making a baby? Cause that's, that's what your body does. It's beautiful. And it's amazing. But girl, I got, or guy, I have other things to offer, you know? And it's crazy. Yes, I became a really young mom early on at 21, 22, I believe. And that was was a decade ago. Um, But no, it's, um, I was so young and I was still learning about myself while being a mom. And that's what actually made me want to take a break and not continue to have more kids. Mm. So I go on birth control and I say, wait, I need a break. I need to make sure I do this the right way and that I still get to know myself in the process mm. and my significant other. And now at 27, almost 28 years old, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready for another one. Yeah. Um. And now look at that. It, it's hard. Like it's it's hard.
3: It's yeah. But yeah. you're doing that but you do, you're doing that in your own time and you yeah. took that power back which like literally literally we need to like all snap our fingers here and give you props for that because the way that we are pressured, the way that I know yeah. that they corner us in our cookouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending. It's never ending. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. It's all
1: disrespectful. I, to- I just think it's just
3: disrespectful.
2: <laughs> disrespectful.
1: And okay. I wanted to ask to that point about just women being more capable of, you know, other than just having kids. I wanted to ask, can you be a good mom in an attentive wife Una hija buena a present sister, and also a boss-ass career woman?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good and complicated question. But in my opinion, I believe that it's possible to wear all these hats. Um, it is hard and in a way impossible to be all those things at once, honestly. I feel like you can be a good daughter and a good sister at its given moment when you have that free time away from your own family or work, but you are going to lack sometimes. You're going to lack in your career. You're going to lack in giving time to your family and helping them with issues that they might be going to because you have to focus on being a mom and you have to build your own home and focus on that situation. So you can be all those things and you can be good in all those things, but you're definitely going to feel at lot a lot of times that you're failing in certain areas in like certain times in your life.
2: I agree a hundred percent. I feel like, you know, I want to have the cake. I want to eat the cake and then I don't want to gain weight. <laughs> However, I've learned with time that you have to sacrifice something. I want to believe, and my dad always used to say that everyone has a level of, of um, incompetence, and once you get to that level of incompetence, you can go more than that. That is more of a kind of pessimistic, and I don't truly believe that. I feel like if you put your mind into something, you can get as far as you want, but you need a balance. I try to, I like, I try my best to be all of it, and then I notice that I can't. I, I right now I'm putting all my energy into my career, but that means that when I was doing, like, when I was going to school and I was putting all my energy in my career, I can see all the areas of my life that I was not putting as much attention. Maybe my family, maybe sometimes friends, because I had, sometimes you have to make a decision, for example, if I have an exam on Monday, but then you want to party on Sunday, you have to make a decision. You can do both, obviously, but there's a point where you, you know, you have priorities and you have to make a decision on what is your priority at the moment. So, that's the only reason why I think it's a little bit hard. My mom was able to be a whole career woman and be an excellent mom as well. But I, as a kid had to understand that because she was also a career woman, sometimes she couldn't go to all my volleyball games or she couldn't go to you know all my science fair. And I know she wanted to be there. Because when I go home, when I went home and I will talk about my day, she will be so supportive and attentive and she will ask all the right questions, you know, all the support that a kid needs. But she also had to provide for the family. And she and I and I'm so grateful that she continued her career and she continued doing her because now that I'm older and that I move out of the house, she has her career and she had herself still. Mm-hmm. So. I wanna be able to do say yes, you can have it all. And I wanna, you know, I want to be able to give that message show the woman, but I also don't want to give them the pressure that comes with them. Because sometimes people want you to have it all, to be all, and you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So if you wanna be a career woman, no one ha- can shame you for because you picked your career. Mm-hmm. And no one can say you're a less mom or you're better or worse than another mom because you miss one football game or you miss one soccer game, whatever. You know, you like you're trying your best. So try to have it all to work, try to have it all, but do have the pressure that you have to have it all. Like, just try to have as much as you need to be happy and as much as you need to keep your family and your mental health in check. And if you cannot have it all, fuck it. Who fucking cares? Like, you're trying. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Go off, Ava. Yeah. off. We're on are not a rant. Like, okay. Melkis, <laughs> Joanna, please talk. Gabby, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> you
1: no, know, for me, it's to that point that you were saying, I was almost like redefining what all is or redefining what being a good mom is redefining what being a boss ass career woman is Mm -hmm. redefining what a good daughter is because let me tell you if i go off of some standards that my mom set yo my mom set them shits too high let me tell you when it comes to being a mom and a daughter yo my mom's been extremely phenomenal when it comes to those things and i've felt pressure at times of like damn mom I don't know if I could do all of that when I get to that age, but I'm going a, I'm to do my best. And by my best, it doesn't always mean, you know, your best. Um, so I definitely feel you on, like, just redefining what all means and what all these titles look like. I feel the pressure of my my aunts and my mom and my grandma saying, do better, do more. And yeah, I, I didn't realize that that I had internalized that you know, to that, to that
3: point. Damn, that's a, I mean, that is huge. I think representation, I, when I take from that story is like the representation matters. And when we don't, when we're not even talking about like social media or anything like that, we're talking about who is in your circle and how do you like see yourself through them? You know, Um, I definitely think it's possible. Um, But I'm also an optimistic. I think you can do it. However, it's it's a combination of what you guys all said. You need to redefine what is to be una hija buena. You have to redefine what it is to be a present sister. And I say those two because I think those are the ones that speak to me the most. I always feel like I've never felt like I cannot be a a boss-ass bitch. Like, I think I grew up. Came out the womb and it's like, do you listen to me or you don't? Really don't give a fuck. We can we can do this all day long. Um, a wife, I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, a mom, like I said before, I've I've struggled through it, you know, but now I feel like I'm comfortable enough. Um, but to be una hija wena and a press and a present sister, um, it takes a different thing for me because I've never been the attentive person. I've never been the one to call every day. I've never been the one to ask um, my parents, oh, como tú estás todo día? Like, I'm not your standard um, buena hija.
1: So I have to ask, obviously we've all said that our moms have been incredible examples for us. What is something that you want to keep and pass down to your future children Or have already passed to your daughter, and something that you don't want to pass down to your children?
0: I definitely, right now, as I've been a mom for a couple of years, I definitely see my hard work and my like loving personality, like as a mom, because that's what I saw growing up. Like my dad, he was just always working, but when he would get home, no matter how tired, he would just always like, hug us and kiss us and like we're just I feel like I am just so physical with my daughter when I come home like I just let her know like I'm here and I love you so from my mother I can definitely say that I got a little bit of her strong persona when it comes to just writing it out for her children, um, no matter the obstacles, no matter what emotions she had to go through. And now I see that as a mom, that you do go through a lot of different feelings and emotions, but
3: no matter what, you're gonna be there for your loved ones or for your children. I mean, I would like to pass down um, a lot of things. I think my mom's, my mom and my dad's humor like, please, thank you. Like, I want to be a funny-ass parent. Like, come on. And <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but, like, I, I think, like, I think back to, like, moments and, and, and memories, and I always just, like, remember me, like, cracking the hell up. Um, And I want to do that. I want to do that for my kids. Um, I want to pass down my, my mom's openness. My mom has always been super communicative my mom hired me when i when i was 20 when she was 21 And I think she was struggling hard. I don't think I know because she told me Um, and I was able to be there for for her, with her because she was like, you know what? I'm struggling. We're all struggling. (laughs) So come on, like, let me put you in the ride. So I was never sheltered. And some people might think that that's bad. But for me, it was the greatest thing because now I have so much respect for her and what she went through. Um, and I and now I don't do the same mistake she made. So, you know, um, how my dad's patience um, and that has been a man of patience because I'm his daughter and he still loves me. So
1: obviously our parents are great and, and all. But, yo, I've had a struggling relationship with both of them at some point. And <laughs> I, well, me and my mom, but it's had so much because I was so rebellious. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I asked her, I was like, mommy. They say that the child that you struggle the most with is the oh, one no. you're most like. No. Be honest. You're a woman of God. <laughs> Were you just as rebellious as me? And she admitted it. She's like, yes. And I was like, ha-ha. So I am your favorite.
3: <laughs> oh, God. She asked, if you, if Jokaira asked this to his mom, to her mom every single day, and it's uncomfortable for yeah, all of is. us
2: involved. yes Pero déjame terminar. Lo que yo quiero decir es... Like everything you said is copy and paste. I want to end um, guilt-driven manipulation. Damn, you really thought about that one? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold. You Google that? was deep.
3: I was like, wait, how can I make this a little deeper? Um, Let me Google. Uh, oh, no. what's your therapist? No, I just think, I think, and I spoke about guilt earlier. I think and I'm going to generalize, don't shoot me, but our culture, our culture runs a lot on guilt, you know, a lot of the little, you know, like, it's a little bit of the guilt things, you know, the, the, I put on my vine to no vinita, visita, and looks at you, blank face, <laughs> I put, you didn't want to pick me up. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Like, we have this
0: undercurrent. For me, it's definitely, definitely has to be what gender roles have to look like. Like, what each gender has to do. For me right now with my toddler, I'm struggling. Is she a toddler anymore? I don't know. I still got her a toddler. (laughs) But right now I'm struggling because she says that this is for boys and this is for girls. And I know she's getting that from school. because um in my field that's what a lot of kids bring from their homes there's a lot of like dads especially that don't let boys play with certain things or like certain colors even and I feel like now that my daughter is in school she's bringing that home where she's like no that's for boys or no girls do that and I that's something that we're working on right now. And that's something that I just want to end because growing up, I did see that a lot from family members. Yeah. And of course um, the yelling and the cursing, <laughs> hey, hijo de la gran, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. I find myself that I've learned that that stayed in the back of my head. And now that I'm a mom, when I get mad, I have that. Like I have all of that in my head and I'm saying it and I'm like, why am I saying that? So I'm definitely working on those things. I love
1: <laughs>
2: that.
1: Oh, my God. I am um, for sure want to end the Correazos. Like, it was the Correazos for me growing up. <laughs> you, know? like, I, you don't want to get whooped? Like, you don't want to get whooped? <laughs> I feel you, I, tú sabes, yo jodía, pero you didn't have to hit me, what about? Que todavía. que tiempo no? pasado, y
3: esta tipa.
1: So I'm for sure, I definitely want to end that, but my mom just looks at me, she goes, yeah, we'll see, if your kids are anything like you, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So girls, if you could wrap up this whole, with being a mom, What are you going to wrap it up with?
0: I would definitely say, like, we just need to learn how to just mind our business. Just let people be. Just focus on you. Like, as a mom, as as a sister, as a friend, as a neighbor, you know? Like, just, Mm. you don't understand what people are going through, what moms are going through, what friends are going through. So, just, you know, stay in your lane
3: respectfully. and Respectfully just, good. Yes. Don't mi vida. Mind the business that pays you 2021.
1: Thank you for the segue because listen, I'm telling you guys now <laughs> and this is going to air before my birthday, so oh. don't try me on the 18th. If you see me smoking hookah, it's not oh. a good time to ask me when I'm having kids. Oh!
3: Y estamos aquí en el segment de unpopular opinion, babe. My favorite. So, unpopular opinion is where we give our opinions that nobody asked us for, that they're very unpopular. (laughs) ¿Quién quiere comenzar?
2: Yo, 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 yo. Controversy. Here we go. (laughs) It's the drama for me. (laughs) Señores. Romeo. Don. De aventura. No. Uh-uh. Romeo de aventura. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Ni está bueno. No. Ni, es boni, ni es bonito. Ni, dice... que buen... ni, ni que... ¿Cómo dicen los lo dominicanos? Eh, Huimosito. No, 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 no. Ni lavajito.
3: No, uh-uh. Eva, tú ves que tú te pasas, loca. No, no, loca, mira, en verdad, en verdad, si no cancelan, oye, yo no voy a tener, tu no vas a tener una amiga. Hold
2: on. I, I didn't say that he, he's I not talented. I will shame you on Instagram for that. I didn't say that he's not talented. I'm just I just said that I just don't find him cute. Well, obviously I'm hey, gonna back you up. Gabby, back you up. Gabby.
3: Are you you guys for real? Oh, it's the dis- I don't think he's cute. <laughs> you guys are
2: disrespectful. This Thank you. So. He watches music videos. Gabby, yeah, you're yeah. invited to every single episode recording. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go
3: over there and do whatever it is that you guys do with swaggers about- ass motherfuckers.
1: Before Bulkus and I will fight, <laughs> I'll give you mine.
3: Mm.
1: Here we go. Netflix, Hulu, HBO, mm-hmm. all that shit is overrated. Do what you the do? Fuck do you do? What do you do? So you know the Netflix and chill? Uh-huh. We only finna chill.
3: Oh. Oh, this is uh this should be in the radar R um <laughs> section of this. <laughs> you should have told me. Uh. I can't sit through that much movie TV
1: time. Like I'ma watch one episode with you, but now we're gonna transition.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. All right, all right. Okay, before you care, I just saca todo trapito al sol i yeah, I'm gonna say this one: uh, <clears throat> Brugal, Brugal añejo, Brugal U blanco. Uh-huh. Anything Brugal related rum can go to the whole trash.
0: Excuse me, that's what I'm drinking right now. Three,
3: disrespect. disrespect, disrespect. No, ain't I know the headache. The he- that's like little Brugal and freaking. What's the other thing? Eh, vino la fuerza are in the same category of getting you fucked up. You like, bastante. tú bebe de eso, te muere ese día y al otro día, y tú ten los nueve días because you be like shit. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like que tonta in the carousel de la muerte. I never, never in my life have woken up from a headache de brugal and think, oh, I'm good. Bueno, ya perdímos un sponsor aquí. Gracias, a Abuelki. But I love, I would love a sponsorship. So hit us up. Hit us
0: up, brugal blanco. I'll still do it
3: though. I'll still do it. But, but, wait, wait, hold on. Hold right? on. <laughs> I still do the shots in the in the Coca-Cola with Brugal, but um, like, do I want to? No. <laughs> Should I? No.
1: Am I trying that, Yes, She she actually took you took shots with us
0: yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. You
3: Yeah, no, thank you for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: I had no idea. <laughs> that was such a quick throw.
3: <laughs> um, Brugal, I still love you though, but I still think I shouldn't be taking any shots of Brugal. <laughs> Mine is random. <laughs> Mine is
0: simple, pero lo tengo que decir porque me tienen falta. Nutella, what is the deal with Nutella?
2: Nutella is disgusting, what? it's gross. Wait, you call it's that simple? What?
3: Nutella, you like
2: Nutella? Eva, People dime. are gonna. I don't I don't care about Nutella, but I know people that
3: love Nutella. I'm probably I probably need to take a break for our relationship, Gabby.
2: (laughs) Like Nutella We're gonna
1: have to
0: sit down and talk about Nogale
3: and Nutella. Yeah, literally we're gonna have to sit down and talk about these problems because these are deep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, you guys can find her on Instagram at Gabby Abigail and also on her YouTube channel, The DLC Family. Thank you, Gabby. It was my pleasure, girls. But before you leave, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on all streaming services like Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
2: A Tres Golpe podcast.